Hello and welcome to Mr. President from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mr. President, starring Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's Edward Arnold. Mr. President, at home in the White House, the elected leader of our people, our fellow citizen and neighbor. These are little-known stories of the men who've lived in the White House. Dramatic, exciting events in their lives that you and I so rarely hear. True human stories of Mr. President. In just a moment, you will hear Edward Arnold as Mr. President. But first, let's see if you know this president. He loved to spend as much time as possible in the communications office reading the messages as they came in. Once an occasion arose when the captain in charge was called on the carpet by the Secretary of War, accused of neglecting uh, negligence of duty, rather. While the Secretary was dressing down the captain and requesting him to sign a resignation at once, the young man was suddenly aware of an arm thrown around his shoulders. A familiar voice said, Mr. Secretary, I think you must be mistaken about this young man neglecting his duties. I've been a daily caller, and I have always found him at his post. The interview ended with the captain's resignation in the wastebasket and his promotion to the rank of major effective at once. Yes, that was Abraham Lincoln. Now listen to this story about Mr. President and see if you can name the man upon whose career it is based. Edward Arnold as Mr. President. Let's visit him in the White House. It is Sunday, and the old mansion is resting quietly after a busy week. We walk through the great doors under the presidential seal, across the foyer and down the long hall to the president's study. Oh, come in, won't you? Sit down. You know, someone remarked some time ago that the president of the United States lives his private life in a goldfish bowl. That remark was at and fitting, in my case, at any rate. Everything was complicated by trouble in my official household. Love and were really... They were president all this... Ha- you'll be able to guess, I'm sure. It was April in Washington, a beautiful month in a beautiful city. But I didn't see very much of the weather or anything outside the walls of the White House. Miss Sarah's last visit to one evening was typical of what was going on. It's 6.30, Mr. President. Yes, I... Waiting out there. Several delegation appointments and the solicitor... You won't be able to see the delegates today. I- if I may, sir, you must see the solicitor general. Sometimes, Miss Sarah, I think I'm altogether too nice to people. There's no reason for me to see him personally. He instituted the pan-electric bell patent suit. While the attorney general was away, his action has placed this administration in the position of making use of government power for personal gain. I think all that's necessary is that you take Mr. Jarrett a message from me. Uh, yes, sir. What shall I tell him? I'll tell him and make no bones about him, Miss Sarah. That he must understand this. If the government and the Attorney General's office wins this suit, the Attorney General will make more than a million dollars. That's practical malfeasance in office, and I won't have it. I want that matter turned over to the Patent Office in the Department of the Interior, 
And I want it pigeonholed there at once. Is that clear, Miss Sarah? Perfectly clear, sir. And now, will you rest this evening? Hmm? No, at my lonely bachelor dinner table? Yes, Miss Sarah, I'll rest. I'll do a little reading and listen to this old white house creak itself to sleep. If you'll forgive me, Mr. President, you're alone too much. Oh, not again, Miss Sarah, not Yes, again. sir, again. Easter vacations are coming soon. Miss Folsom will have ten days away from college. Why don't you invite her down here? Miss Sarah, nothing in this world would delight me so much as having Miss Folsom at my dinner table, even for just a few days. Well, then, why don't you write to her now? Well, it's quite simple, Miss Sarah. She's young, too young to waste her spring vacation on her old guardian. She belongs with girls and young men her own age. When she could spend the time at the White House? And that's another reason. I would never want my position to influence her in any way. You know... You know, Miss Sarah, I've often wondered uh, if she sees me as her foster parent. Hmm? No, no, I'm not going to write that letter, Miss Sarah, no. Now, get along with you and be firm with Mr. Jarrett, do you understand? Yes, sir, I'll take care of everything, Thank sir. you, thank you. And, uh, Miss Sarah, no letter writing on your part either. Remember that? Very well, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Men, they know how to run the country, but when it comes to... My dear Miss Folsom, this may be somewhat presumptuous on my part. Miss Folsom, Miss Folsom, well here you are, Sarah. Hello, how are you? How is he? I'm so excited. I, I guess I don't know, know quite what I'm saying. Well, don't say anything, my dear. Just smell these there from him. Oh, they're lovely. I never had such a wonderful welcome. He was upset this morning because he couldn't get away to welcome you himself. Oh, I never dreamt that he even think of it. The president coming oh, to my do... first lesson in Washington behavior. Don't mention his name or his title in public. Oh, the newspapers have long ears. They'd be only too glad to print the whole story of your coming and making the most they could out of these flowers. Miss Sarah, tell me. How is he? He's bearing up, you can be sure. He works 10, 12 hours a day, longer sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know when he'll have any time for you as much as he wants to be oh, with you. Oh, if I thought my visit were going to interfere with his work, I'd take the next train back to school. I think your visit will refresh him. Do you think so? Mm. Do you really <laughs> think so, Miss Sarah? Oh, I've wanted to see him in the White House ever so long. I... Oops. I said something I shouldn't. <laughs> you'll learn, my dear, and you'll learn quickly, I'm sure. Meanwhile, I have an order to carry out. His order? Yes. You meet her and bring her back here to me while I see your delegation and my precious congressman. <laughs> so, find that driver. We can't disobey his order, now can we? Yes? May we come in, Mr. President? Of course, of course, Miss Sarah. Where is she? Where is she? Right here, sir, safe and sound. <laughs> oh. What do I say? Good morning, Mr. President. Francis, it's so nice to see you, my dear. <laughs> and no need to call me Mr. President. Tell me, how long is it that I've known you now? Since I was so high. But I like the sound of Mr. President, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, if you like it. I, I hope you'll forgive my not meeting you, Francis. Your flowers were a lovely substitute. I'm glad you liked them. I hope you'll enjoy your stay in Washington. Oh, how many other girls have stayed at the White House on their first trip to the Capitol? <laughs> I'm so excited I can hardly breathe. You know, I wanted to show you to your room, but I'm so busy that uh, 
that Miss Sarah... Oh, please don't worry about me. I'll be fine just being here. And if you can find a minute or two for me, I'll be the happiest girl in the nation. Thank you, Francis. You see how it is. The world is too much with us. But somehow, sometime, I will find a way to be with you for a little while, at least while you're in Washington. Come in. Am I disturbing you, Mr. President? No, of course not. Come in, Francis. Come in. Miss Sarah showed me the way to that door from the other side of the White House. I've been afraid to use it. That is, I... Well, during working hours. It seems that the president has nothing but working hours, even when one of his favorite people is here for spring vacation. I've neglected you sadly, Francis. Oh, but I've enjoyed every minute. Mm Hmm. Well, I had hoped that we might see a play or at least ride in the park together. Oh, please don't feel badly. And I do have another day, a whole 24 hours until my train tomorrow. You know they've tied me to this chair since you've been here? Yes, tonight's your last night, my dear. And I think I found a way to escape them. Oh, that'd be wonderful. You know, around 10 o'clock, we might go for a walk. Now, if you'll meet me in the main hall... Here we are. Here we are. We can be alone for, for a little while. And there's room enough to walk up and down. And this is? The East Room of the White House, my dear. The room reserved for formal affairs and state receptions. It's big enough, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is, Mr. <laughs> President. Am I a formal affair? Neither, my, my, my dear. You're very... I... I had rather hope so. You, you know, it's strange. The inaugural ball was held in this room. I, I received the entire diplomatic corps in this... this drafty barn. And now a walk in here with a young, young lady... Fine behavior for a president and a guardian, I must say. Well, your being my guardian removes the necessity for a chaperone, doesn't it? Well, I'm certain Miss Sarah is somewhere in the shadows or behind the drapes. Oh, heavens, no. Uh, don't you like her, Francis? Oh, I think she's perfectly sweet. Really, I do. She worries so about uh, you. She's rather a wonderful person, you know. I didn't come here to talk about Miss Sarah or the, uh, the diplomatic corps. I came here to take a walk. With my best fellow. Oh, now, Francis, after all, I'm old enough to be your... To be my father? Yes. Mm, you'd have been a very young father, wouldn't you? Besides, a man's as old as he feels. And you don't feel old, do you? Sometimes, my dear, I feel 90. Oh, when you're with the diplomatic corps or Miss Sarah, but not when you're with me. Francis, you're a breath of fresh air in this old mansion. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. I'm only sorry that we didn't have more time together. When the people make a man president... They expect him to be president all the time. Their business comes first. Mm, they're right, of course. And I can see the ghosts of dozens of presidents nodding their heads in the far corners. Ooh, they look like nice ghosts, though. <laughs> There's Mr. Jefferson over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mr. Madison. Yes. And General Washington. Right. And Mr. President. There's another woman here. No. <laughs> well, that, my dear, must be Dolly Madison. <laughs> you know, I haven't laughed as freely well since I've been, since you've been here, for Francis. You then, know? then I'm glad I have. Oh, you have, my dear. And I'm going to help again. In fact, I'm going to be firm with you, young man. Oh, you are. Yes, sir. You have a hard day tomorrow, Miss Sarah told me, and it's past midnight. Now, upstairs into bed with you, Miss Folsom. Are you giving orders to the President of the United States? I am, and what's more. When I get home, I'm going to tell my mother that you're the nicest president I ever took a walk with. 
in the East Room of the White House. <laughs> Miss Sarah, have you seen this memorandum? Yes, sir. Is Oscar back from Arkansas yet? Uh, no, sir, he isn't. Then get him back. Send him a wire. I want him here as quickly as he can travel. Yes, sir, right away. And if my cabinet wants to sue Bell Telephone, let him wait until after election, at least. The tariff is causing enough trouble as well, it is. I'll send the wire immediately. Uh, Miss Sarah! Uh, just uh, don't go for a minute. Well, yes, sir? Uh, I have a little matter I'd like a woman's point of view on. Why, of course, Mr. President. Uh, yes, well, while Francis, that is, Miss Folsom, was here, I, I felt relaxed and uh, at ease. You felt happy, sir? Yes, yes. I guess that's the word for it. And, you know, I've been considering. That is, uh, this is a lonely house, Miss Sarah. I know, sir. So I've, uh, well, I've written a letter, and I'd like your opinion whether it's adequate for its purpose. Yes, Mr. President, if I can be of any assistance. Mm-hmm. Well, it uh, reads like this. Uh, my dear Francis, I find it somewhat difficult to write this letter, not because of any lack of feeling on my part, but because I can't escape the thought that I may perhaps be trading somewhat upon my position of the moment in order to influence a young lady. But you are not only lovely, but you are wise and beyond your years and understand so many things. What I'm trying to ask, my dear, is this. Will you consider marrying me? May I have your permission to ask your mother's consent? Believe me when I say I have given much thought and earnest self-searching in this matter, and I'm following the dictates of my heart. And, Miss Sarah, do you think a girl as lovely and young as Frances will consider marrying an old codger like me? In just a moment, we'll come back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. Today, America is building the largest, best-trained, technically-educated peacetime Army and Air Force in its history. But to reach their authorized strength, the United States Army and Air Force need 35,000 men a month. Although selective service is not now law, the volunteer enlistment program is still being continued. For volunteers mean high morale and efficiency for our armed forces. At the moment, selective service is being used to supply the difference between the number of volunteers and the total authorized strength of the service. That, that's why many volunteers are needed. Today's Army and Air Force are charged with the essential tasks of carrying out occupation duties throughout the world. You can help the volunteer recruiting program by always showing your respect for the man in uniform. As a good citizen, look to the Army or Air Force man with pride. And now, back to Edward Arnold and Mr. President. You may have guessed by now which president this happened to, but later on I'll tell you which one it really was. Well, Miss Sarah approved my letter to Francis, and it uh, went into the mail. As I learned much later, it caused quite a mixture of emotions up there in Buffalo. Francis, of course, talked the matter over with her mother. Honestly, Francis, I don't know what to say to you, dear. This is probably the most flattering offer any girl in the world ever had. Mother, he needs me. He really does. You should have seen how lonely he is in that old white house with all those huge, empty rooms. I know, my dear, but after all... After all, he was a friend of Daddy's. I know that, Mother. Don't you think Daddy would have approved? 
Dad hadn't thought the world of him, would he have made him my guardian in the first place? Now, that's not the point, my dear. Honestly, Francis, you're so strong-willed sometimes. I wonder if it's wise to let you even think of becoming the First Lady. You won't be president, you know. Then, then you'll let me, Mother. I didn't say that, Francis. The difference in your age is... can't tell how the public may take it. It might ruin him politically. Well, don't you suppose he's thought of that? Yes, I suppose so. Mother? Yes, dear? There's one more point to all this. You see, Mother, I happen to love him. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning, Miss Sarah. Good morning. Hmm, quite a stack of mail. Yes, I've sorted it roughly, sir. The usual petitions, the usual requests for jobs. A letter from the Attorney General. At last. Yes, sir, at last. And there's several formal invitations to dinners, some letters of political import from New York, and Pennsylvania particularly. Yes, yes, of course. Let me see, Miss Sarah. Oh. Uh, you didn't tell me this letter was here. No, sir. I thought you'd want to find that for yourself. <laughs> the handwriting is delicate, isn't it? Miss Sarah looks rather out of place here in the midst of all those official envelopes, doesn't it? Yes, sir, it does. It uh, does need opening, Mr. President. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I'm almost afraid to touch it. You know. For heaven's sake. No, no. Yes, yes, I do know, you know. I'm afraid it will contain the wrong answer. After all, what right have I to ask a girl like Frances to be my wife? I was her father's best friend. And I've tried to may take her father's place. You are in love with her, sir, aren't you? You know, when I first saw her, she was, well, barely up to my knee. A little thing, and like most children, she found her way, perhaps, into my heart. She's been there ever since, Miss Sarah. Mr. President, open the letter. Hmm? Letter? Oh, yes, 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 of course, yes. Well, she's, uh, all. Mm-hmm. She's going to Europe. Oh. Yeah, with her mother. Oh. Well, oh, they'll be back in New York about Memorial Day, she says, in time for a spring wedding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe this, Miss Sarah? Because I don't, not yet, anyway. I... <laughs> Are you glad you came to New York with me, Miss Sarah? It is a wonderful parade, isn't it? Yes, and another one to review in Brooklyn this afternoon. Uh, this regiment marches splendidly, sir. Oh, it's a crack outfit, I understand. It's a wonderful war record. Uh, Mr. President. Yes, Miss Sarah. Is the Gilsey House near here? Oh, just over there, next street away. Oh, you knew that now. You're <laughs> testing my knowledge of New York, aren't you? <laughs> no, sir, just making certain you knew where Miss Folsom and her mother are stopping. Oh, well, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I feel like a young romantic boy again. I even know the windows of their suite. Third floor, second from the corner. Oh. I wonder if she'd notice it if I, if I raise my hat. There, Miss Sarah. Did you see? That was her handkerchief. <laughs> well, everyone seems to like the idea. Ah, yes, they do. Even Gilmore's 22nd Regiment Band seems to like it. Yes, it was nice of them to play the wedding march. Yes, you? very nice. You know, Miss Sarah, I'm loving every minute of this. It's really good to feel that the people think of their president as a human being, as well as the chief executive of the nation. Wonderful, Francis, wonderful. Where's Mother? The trip to Washington was a little hard on her. Mm -hmm. She asked me to tell you that whatever you decide will be all right with her. 
Thank her for me, dear. Miss Sarah is here to help us on details, protocol, precedence, and all those sort of things, you know? <laughs> Sometimes I think I should have majored in all those things in college. But don't worry about it, my dear. Just remember, in diplomatic circles, the oldest is always first. Age before beauty? <laughs> Almost 100% of the time. <laughs> Ladies, please stop tearing down Washington society long enough to tell me where I'm to be married, won't you? <laughs> Well, I know Mother would like to see us married in church. Yes, but which one? I'm not a member of any of here, and if I choose one before another, well, you know what happens. I know. Complications. Uh, if I may, Mr. President. Of course, Miss Saron. It might simplify things to be married right here. In my office? No, sir. I meant in the White House. Well, would protocol be satisfied? Is there any precedent? Hmm, none that I know of, my dear. <laughs> then I'd love it. You heard the young lady, Miss Saron? I certainly did, especially the question about precedent. <laughs> she learns quickly the future first lady. Oh, Miss Sarah, you positively frightened me with that time. Oh, no, no. You've nothing to be frightened of. You'll carry it off beautifully, I know. Well, then, the White House for a wedding. Is that settled? It seems so, my dear. You know, I can't help thinking. Usually there's a White House on a wedding cake. This time the wedding cake is in the White House. <laughs> Are you all right, Mr. President? Miss Sarah, that's the 16th time today you've asked me that. If you're inquiring concerning my health, I'm excellent. If you are asking about my state of mind, it is that of any bachelor on his wedding day. <laughs> Mr. President, you've answered my question completely. Anything else in your mind, Miss Sarah? Yes. Granted, Oscar. I know an honest man when I see one. You'd better give me the story. Well, sir, some years before your election, I served as attorney for Panelectric. Electric. In return for my services, the company paid me in stock. It seems now that I ought to have surrendered that stock when you made me Attorney General. To put it mildly, Oscar, you certainly should have. I had no intention, I know sir. that, Oscar. But your intentions, good or bad, do not save the situation. If I dismiss you, we admit guilt. And if I don't, the best we can hope for is that the thing will blow over and won't raise its ugly head come next election. If this affair implicates you, sir, I shall never forgive myself. Read the morning papers, man. Don't you understand black on white? I'm deeply sorry your faith in me has been so unjustified. Don't feel that, Oscar, that way, Oscar. And certainly I can't have a man go out of my office with that beaten look on my wedding day. Cheer up, will you? You were wrong. You admitted it. Let's have done with it. <laughs> yes, sir. And now go on home and get dressed. You were waiting to attend this evening. Now, let me see if I've got it right, Miss Sarah. Down the stairs. Uh, quite slowly. Oh, yes, very slowly. Yes, of course. Down the stairs, into the blue room and up the aisle. Francis, you're lovely. <laughs> Thank you, dear. I'm glad you think so. Every... Everyone will think... Francis, something. Is it I can, sir? Why do we... Well, well, if you'll excuse me, I want to be sure Captain Souza has the musical numbers in order. Imagine the United States Marine Band playing for a wedding. Uh, Francis. Yes, dear. I I hope you don't mind. Uh, uh, not oh, dear, to walk to the altar with you. I think, I think Dad would have been proud too. Oh, now I'm crying at a wedding too. With happiness, I hope. Of course. You know, as my last act as your guardian before I become your husband, I should warn you, Francis. Warn me, dear. Yes, never marry a president. Incorrigible men, I understand. I know all about that, Mr. President. 
And I'm beginning to learn some of the problems, too. Well, it's... It's still not too late, my dear. It was too late as soon as I was old enough to think for myself. And besides, darling, there's one thing I should warn you about. What's that? Downstairs, you're the President of the United States. Upstairs, you're my husband. Well, you've probably figured out by now who I was when all that happened. It really did happen, you know. And I'll tell you the answer in just a moment. When a radio program combines entertainment with a message, that's good. And when that program is David Harding, Counterspy, that's excellent. Counterspy has tackled every vital problem confronting America in the past few years. And did it by building an exciting 30-minute program based on some current issue. During the war, Counterspy won acclaim by its astonishingly true-to-life dramas. Counterspy now turns its attention to people who are trying to hamper world peace. Don't miss this afternoon's timely, thrilling David Harding Counterspy story heard over many of these same ABC stations. And now, here again, is Edward Arnold. certain that by now you've guessed who this president was. After all, he was the only president to be married in the White House, the only president to have a child born there. Yes, that's right, Grover Cleveland. And the date of that famous White House wedding, complete with the Marine Band and scarlet and gold uniforms led by John Philip Sousa, was June the 2nd, 1886. The bride, Frances Folsom, was a beautiful girl who was a wise and lovely woman as well. Despite the difference in their ages, the couple lived a complete, full, and happy life. And Mrs. Cleveland, ever gracious, so much younger, lived up until last year. Come and see me again next week, won't you? I'll have another story for you about Mr. President that I'm sure you'll enjoy. Goodbye. Edward Arnold appeared by arrangement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Julia Misbehaves, starring Greer Garson and Walter Pidgeon. <laughs> Mr. President was created by Robert G. Jennings. It is produced and directed by Dwight Hauser. Miss Sarah was played by Betty Lou Gerson. This story by Ira Marion was suggested by incidents in the administration of President Grover Cleveland. Music was composed and conducted by Basil Adlam.
Be sure to listen again next week when the American Broadcasting Company and its affiliated stations bring you Edward Arnold with another interesting and factual story of Mr. President. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.